2: Oh, Fedex Cup Playoffs is
3: back. Eh,
2: tre veckor med det som förhoppningsvis blir tre mindre värda veckor för oss nu men Viktor Hovland är er som no man klar för eh, slutspellet som då börjar den vecka. Maris Stopp, är er du klar för tre veckor med? galskap og forhåpentligvis nye minner i øyeblikk for oss golfgale her oppe.
4: Ja, det er jo mulig å være klar for det her. Det eneste som mangler er jo publikum. Men det har vi på en måte blitt litt vant i nå. Men tenk om man hadde haft tre, tre FedEx Cup-uker med Phoenix Open-stemning. Det hadde varit fett, men nei, det her blir gøy. Nå, jeg føler vi sier det ofte, men Igen ikke sådan. Nu får vi samlet de bedste. Mange her i god form. Vi har endelig en normann, vi kan hege på, som per nu er inde i alle tre turneringerne. Så det her, ja, det har ikke været noget, har ikke været noget som alt for mange pedeksypper. Jeg glæder mig mere til end den her. Det har de ikke.
2: Nej, det er vel måske ikke så rart, men. <laughs> Nej, vi kommer tilbake til Feddiskøppen selvfølgelig, men vi må først bare kvittere ut det som skedde forrige uke. Win them championship, hvor Holand ikke var med, men Kristoffer Ventura han var med. Og ja, Han åpnet decent, eller det var vel ingen stor åpningsdag, og så så det heller ikke bra ut på dag to klartt och att snycka sig in på köketen med fyra staka birdies der på slutten på fredag. En magisk lördag, eh 7 par och på skuldroll til att klare och komme sig innanför disse 125 bästa på på rankingen och at att han kunde slått følge med Victor till Northern Trust den vecka här men dessvärre så fick han jo den magra starten med en dubbel bogey og klart väl aldrig helt och och hämta sig in igen. Men eh uh, jag vet inte Marius, hva sitter du igen med er det, det var väl likväl en del positivt att ta med sig själv om det till slut blev en 37:e plats var det? det?
4: Ja, ikk sant, men man har er kommit ett stykke då när man kan sitta och se att uh, man har er kommit med ett stykke med Ventura och vi kan sitta och se si att man har er skuffat på en 37:e plats. Det var ju en 37:e plats uh, uken efter Greenbriar så hade ju poppar champagne nästan så som det så på på det stadiet så det betyder att han selv har tagit steg när man kan sitta här och bli nummer 37 på och bara och verkligen känna att här var det mycket att gå på. Så ja, har väl ord och jag luften ut av ballongen passet bedre än på på søndag kveld der där nummer 1. men sånt sker dessvärre så skedde det för Ventura akkurat nu som vi Den en superrunda till och som han själv också sa jättegant att han på något sätt gleda sig så mycket till att spela så inte minst tungt för han själv men uh, ja det blev två över det blev 37. plats så det blev 150 plats på på FedEx Cup för som uh, slik jag förstod det kursen för en Korn Ferry turnering den duken här och så uh, tog fri för Och ska väl till vindistriktet i Napa. Och i igång det som blir en megavitig nästa säsong då för för
2: Ja, han passar då på selvfølgelig känns till och ta sving inom sin fanklub på Facebook. <laughs> ja, det är er helt ni. Man där har avslört att uh, nu blir det en Korn turnering i föran är er det Norge, er det Snakk om de två veckorna före säsongstart igen eller vet du nå där? Nej, nej
4: det är er nog uh, träning i Florida.
2: Ja, det är er väl karanteno ute och gå, så det hade väl ja. varit uh, inte varit så väldigt lurt.
4: Nej, det er garanterat träning i Florida för han får jo mest sannolikt spela fire uker där fra mitten av uh, det? Mitten av september och det startar inapp att i mitten av oktober när de reser till Korea som enligt planen då. Så så får han ju fire uker uh, hvor han kan spela, han får spela. Så det blir jo essentiellt att være godt förberedd det och trenden träna när inne, bara dra och sätta henne in nu. Fortsätte jobb lika bra som han har gjort. Så
2: ja, då, det kan bli moro i näppa då Ja, man hade ju Kristoffer med på podden forrige uke, och då var vi men med var väl båda ganska upprymda över den offensiva inställningen och på nåtens positiviteten då i generellt i i, I den sa och Koda har lagt ting fram och det är er ju han har ju ikke lyst på pause nå, han har bara lyst til på vidare. Ja. det er jo sikkert därför han også den denne Colin Ferry-turneringen som ju egentlig de fleste ville nok droppa den, men Ventura har lyst til å holde momentumet, han har en god følelse nå og så får man bare håpe att de to ukene ikke blir ødeleggende som sett, det skal vel lite for at de blir det, men jeg tror troen på at det kan komme fine resultater allerede i den första måneden, og det er jo som det player var spelare som Ventura som inte har den bästa kategorin de får ju ofta väldigt många chanser i starten av säsongen. Kom de toppspelarna som då de allra bästa har varit med helt i Tour Championship och då bestämmer ju många av sig för att då stå över de i alla fall två tre första veckorna så det där ligger det goda möjligheter för Ventura.
4: Ja ja, de tar sig en break igat sån när säsongen är er färdig 7 september. Så och det i aktion uh, 17 til 20 september på US Open. Så kommer vi garantert till att ta sig fri safeway där så det kommer att bli ett väldigt väldigt reducerat fält. Och så är er det liksom igen en liten break för för liksom de store turneringen i Korea och så kommer jo WGC och så Masters så Jeg jag tror ikke vi ser väldigt många av de største allt för mig i september till i oktober och så börjar ni att spela lite i mitt oktober slut oktober för att være klar till masters. Och så är er det juleferie så er absolut mycket möjlighet för ventura där Det er liksom för som du sa og du träffade han ju också för var det första gången träffade när vi var i Greenbrae?
2: det var första gången. Ja, är mm. ja,
4: inte sant? Tänk hur han har förändrat sig då. Föra liksom jag kände han lite grann och ja, då för liksom på för dig och fotograf og Håkan också som liksom så den personen och så ser jeg, ser han nå det er så stor skillnad i mindset och i hållning och i inställning till det han driver med At, eller inställningen var ju fel då er eller men positivitet da. så jag har tro på på venturen det har jeg alltid haft men jag har ikke någon mindre tro på på han nå då heter han har klart och snu trenden så fint.
2: Nej, med för krysse fingrene på det och så hade det jo varit så gøy då och fått men er jo allerede det følger jo allerede er med bordchamp med en når man i toppen men når få to det havde jo ja da tar jeg jo til at på hvad hva så kan det slet ja, ske
4: men er det blir spændende med tur er en spiller som er tyvolf da og let og sammenhængende der er han kommer til at være ute nogle uger men han har det voldsomme potentiale til at dukke op når han først dukker op så er han op i toppen så ja, det er allerede været
2: Det har varit trådt, eh inte den säsongens slutningen han hoppte på men eh tar sig mycket positivt då in i nästa säsong och så i går han kommer till gjøre en god figur nå, denne där her här på Corn Ferry. Hvis vi ser på hvis vi bare skal snakk om Windham, så må vi ska avsluta snacka om Wyndham så som om vi tar oss Jim Herman som med sin Ja, som Mikael Toppström är var väl ett slag föran din uh, vaffelkandidat, Billy Horsens så lite surt där. Den Schweizare så jag kände uh, lukten. Den må ha svidd. Uh, men må ja. men Jim Herburn då som det er är ganska uppsiktsväckande han har alltså två to topp 25 placeringar de sista två säsongerna och båge gångene så har han alltså vunnit. Uh, där har du en ja, ja. spelare där har du en spelare uh, som Og det tar tid för det smeller, men där smeller det ja där smäller det så gott det kan smälla när det första lösnar. Ja, ikke sant. Alltså tänka tänka spela 40 turneringer.
4: när han vant i husen var det för par år tillbaka och så spelar du 40 turneringar utan en topp 25 placering och så får du en topp 25 placering och då er det seger igen. Det är er, alltså er helt märkligt. Det, det, det er bare golf det her här galorna alltså. Du finner ikke det här i någon andre idretter än golf. Og, ja, ikke bare vinner, liksom, men han går da ut og går ni under, sju under på lørdag og søndag det er også bare helt spinnvilt går ut gå går liksom 16 under på ja, i helgen og, og setter liksom tangeringen av de beste siste 76 på, på pekiater noensinne, ikke sant er av ja, en 42 år gammel Jim Herman Hermanator var det vel Per og Per og Henrik omtalte han så passende, passende så Nei, det, er, ja. det er så merkelig, og det er så ut av det blå, at det er, ja. Men det var en fryktelig bra prestasjon, da. Altså, han gjør det jo på en overbevisende måte, uten eneste tegn til nervene. Han visste det var vel i skåringteltet der, hvor han skulle prøve å drikke, og så klokk rent han og ta korken på flaska. Det var vel liksom, plutselig så viste han sig som human en periode der, men, nej, ja, det er morsomt å ha sånn. Morsomt, sånne såna små sånne historier går förn också. Byttade ju putter föruka och eh bytta putter, tog in en ny putter så ändrar han åt något att sätta 100 och 135 meter med putter över över de fyra dagarna da. då. Det är er, vad blir det? 35, 34 meter per dag? Ja. Det det är alltså dagarna.
2: Nej,
4: exakt. Det är er er altså... 34 meter putter per runda. Det är er mycket alltså kult morsamt pegga åt du nöt skal.
2: Det var för uke. Nu ska det ju som var inne på tidigare handla om det som ska ske denna uken och denna och de nästa två veckorna. det är er då FedEx Cup playoffs, äntligen säsongens slutning den uken och starten i Boston Victor Hovland i aktion. And uh, och i den anledning så har med varit uh, så heldiga och fått uh, med oss uh, Victor sin från Bratton uh, som också för uh, Hobland under uh, både Masters US Open och US Amateur direkte från USA. So Alan Bratton, uh, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's always a, a pleasure.
2: It's good to hear. Um, so uh, you were obviously uh, Victor's, uh, Victor's coach in college. Um, could you tell us a little bit about you and, his, and Victor's journey throughout uh, the college period?
1: Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's interesting that you guys are on here as well because the, the first uh, Norwegian player that I knew much about was Marius, who's on here. Uh, when I first <laughs> took over, when I first started coaching at Oklahoma State, Uh, I went to work for Mike Holder, who was the golf coach and is now our athletic director. And he showed me a letter and talked about this kid, Marius Thorpe. And uh, the way he talked about him was uh, in a way that he doesn't talk about a lot of guys. So uh, then as you kind of go through my coaching career, we observed the players from Norway and a good job that we thought the teams were doing. And then I was very fortunate when I took over as the head coach um, to that our current assistant coach, Donnie Darr, was the head coach at Ohio State, and he had been watching. I had been coaching our women's team for a couple years, but he'd been coaching the men at Ohio State and had watched, again, the development of the Norwegians, and he actually told me that I should go check out Christopher Ventura. So I showed up in Scotland to watch the European boys' team to watch chris ventura that led me to watching victor hovland so i had pegged him as someone we really wanted and i felt like i saw chris Wright in there as well i was just planning to make oklahoma state golf uh, norwegian team golf west <laughs> and um fortunately we got christopher ventura that made the recruitment of victor being you know much easier to have a, f- a familiar face and Uh, built a really good relationship with victor through the recruiting i love the way he talked about the game i thought we had a lot of similarities in the way we looked at the game and and then um, you know what a wonderful kid he had originally said he didn't want to make a commitment without making a visit so of course i think that's what you should do well you can't at that time you couldn't take an official visit which means we pay for you to come over until your last year of high school so Victor was the one kid out of the entire world that we really, really wanted, and um, he came and visited either the very last week of October, about a week before the signing day, and we didn't really have a fallback. If we didn't get Victor, I didn't know what player we were going to do, but that's how committed we were (laughs) to him, and he and his mom came and visited us and a few other schools and ultimately decided on Oklahoma State and signed a week later and and through college, just uh, grew to appreciate how committed he is to the game, how badly he wants to be good, and, and what a wonderful kid he is to be around. Um, he's stubborn, but very coachable at the same time. Um, so it's just been a pleasure to watch him grow and, and uh, watch him take on the world. And it and, uh, was really, really cool to see the pride that the country had in him when he won the U.S. Amateur and that they still hold for both those guys.
2: Uh, was there a special point or a moment where you uh, personally realized that, you know, this guy has something special, he could become one of the best in the world? I mean, you, you tell us about uh, maybe already seeing that uh, really early in his career, but was there a time like in college or a special moment?
1: Well, one of the things that um, he really impressed me, again, I'd go back to recruiting. He was in a playoff um, at that European Boys Team Championship. And he was new to the team. That was the first time he'd been on there. And he played with the same smile and the same joy that is so obvious when you watch him compete. And he didn't look afraid of the situation, which is rare in a, in a young kid, that he had all this pressure and it went into a playoff. I can't even remember if he won the playoff or not. But <laughs> his performance I really liked. And I liked how well he repeated his, his, the pattern of his shots. So the combination of how it looked to me like he wasn't afraid to seize the moment, he really enjoyed competing, enjoyed playing the game, where you usually see people grow out of that so many times, especially from junior golf to when they really become an elite player. And Victor never lost that. That's another trait that I saw in Ricky Fowler as well. Both of them are super confident in their abilities. And when I very first saw Victor, he had a super strong grip and he hit hooks. When I came back to see it, but he, but I thought he was a very, very good ball striker and I compared him a little bit his physique and the repetition of his shots to Tim Clark and Bob May, which I was a teammate of Bob Mays and not a lot of people even know who he is, but if they remember the 2000 PGA against Tiger, Bob was a phenomenal ball hitter, not a very good putter. Um, And then Tim Clark, Again, if you've got to be a pretty astute golfer to realize what a good ball striker he was, but you can look up his stats over mm. his career. And he, again, he wasn't a good putter, but he was a phenomenal ball striker on the PGA Tour for forever. And I talked about that with Victor and that similarity. A year later when I saw him, he had a weak grip and he hit cuts, but his shots repeated just as well. Um, so I loved that, that he wasn't afraid to make changes. Another point that I would... I would point to kind of in his development that a little to the same point of his confidence is when he played the summer that he won the U.S. Amateur, we helped him get into a European tour event, the Porsche European Open. And he played the first round doing that double pump that he does sometimes with his driver. And my phone started to blow up the whole world. All of our donors and supporters are saying, what's Victor doing with his backswing? I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. (laughs) and didn't take much of a google search to see that he was actually competing that way i had seen him do that as a drill but never in the tournament and i called him and said hey how long have you been doing that and he goes since yesterday you know but he wasn't afraid in his first european tour start to to try something that he thought helped him and i think he shot a bogey free 68 But then he did it again the next day and shot 80 or something like that and missed the cut (laughs) But he wasn't afraid. Most people are too afraid to try something like that. You know, they might chip one handed or something and do it great, but they're afraid to do it under the gun. He is not. And then again, the evidence of that was after he played the U.S. Open as an amateur, I caddied for him. And I think he gained eight shots. It was potentially the greatest driving week in the history of golf. And he did that with a driver that he didn't hit on the golf course until the second hole of the tournament. <laughs> and then the very next week, he's doing a double pump again on occasional holes in Hartford. So he's he's confident in and convicted in what he does, and I think that's one of the biggest things that makes him special.
2: Yeah, for sure. I just um, because you tell you talk about him being really confident and being uh you know just trusting his own game a lot i just uh remember in the start when i started uh going over to the us and following him um he was playing with uh, really you know really uh with guys who had been on the tour a lot of years and i mean he just he just didn't care he was like uh, in these short uh in all kinds of situations you know he just He just took up the driver when the other guys were hitting iron shots. And people were just like laughing, like, who is this guy? You know, what is he doing? And suddenly he he, like drives the ball and has a good eagle opportunity. You know, people were like in awe. Is that something which he has had from the beginning? Or is it just something that is in him as a player?
1: I think that's something that's in him as a player. But we certainly encourage that one of the things we talk about is the best professionals, um, they do what they do and they do it well. And as a young player, so many times you think you have to change or you you really have to have a thick skin and a thick filter because it's it's a lot easier. From my position, we're fortunate we get to start, if we do a good job of recruiting, with pretty good players. And as a coach or an instructor – if you start with a chop, someone that's not very good, there's a whole lot of things you can tell them that'll make them better and not that many that'll make them worse. The better player you get and start with and the higher level of play, that starts to go the other direction. The fewer things there are, you can, you can tell people to make them better and a lot of things to screw them up. And a lot of people lose their way when they go out there to be a professional And so we were encouraging that with Victor and basically telling him, you're already a tour player, ball striking wise. And that's been proven out as he's gone out there on the tour. Now he doesn't stack up so great around the green. So most likely eventually to be the type of player he has a chance to be, he's going to have to improve in that, in that area of the game to be what he can be. And I think he realizes that now that's something we had told him all along. You need to tighten up at the bottom of your set. And I really think with all of those things, the biggest focus he needs to make is just to invest the time. Um, It may not be, it certainly needs to start that way before you go to adjust any technique, just invest the time because he hasn't done that yet. And he would tell you that. Um, But yeah, so I I think he had that self-belief and that's a real advantage. While other people see the trouble and back down to an iron Victor, one, he really has tight misses. I mean, he always had that. That's one of the things that I really liked, And that's something I look for in recruits, because that's something, in my view, you can sustain. When people start jacking around with their swing, and or it doesn't look like they own it, or there's that fear, well, then that's usually the guys that you see start to go off track. And you can't afford that as a as a coach when you're recruiting something, especially when you're you know, you might get a commitment from someone or offer a scholarship and then they don't show up on campus for two more years, you know, or, or at least another year. You, you can't afford for them to be going south if if you could open up their brains and really know what they're all about. And fortunately, I got to visit with Victor enough that I was confident I've been around. I've been fortunate to have been a high level player and then be around a lot of high level players to look and get a sense of those similarities and that's what i really loved about him was that yeah. confidence and and he's done a great job of continuing to be himself and hit those drivers where other people you know uh you know a lot of people will be like oh he's young he'll learn no that's who <laughs> he is he's got to stay who he is yeah. and that's what the best players ultimately do uh, any successful pro they figure out what makes them go yeah, they do exactly. that they don't let anyone deter them from that and they figure out how to do it well and that's what he's on the path to doing I think right now
4: yeah you mentioned uh you mentioned some always players and I I remember being approached by by Mike Holder at the I think it was the British Boys Championship and I remember Talking to him and talking to the school, and I seriously considered it, and I probably would have chosen OSU if I didn't turn pro. But OSU is such a good college program. You produced so many good players. Uh, I think you have this year. I think you have seven in the top 125 who starts the playoff on Thursday. What's what's uh, like? What are you feeding the players? What what are you doing right in
1: Oklahoma? Well, it it's really been the culture around here for a long, long time, and I hope you got a sense of that when you came to Karsten Creek. We have a nice facility. We have a nice facility, but a facility never made anyone a player. You can play, Seve learned to play on the beach. Um, I, I was a nice amateur player, and I grew up playing on a golf course. You could play for $5. But when I came to Oklahoma State, I really learned what excellence was about, and the people spoke differently. And the people at that time, that was Mike Holder. So hopefully, mm. Coach Dar and I are delivering the same kind of message. Mike Holder played golf here. His coach, Labron Harris, before him was a fantastic player. Coach Holder talked about dreaming big, and um, you know he didn't think there's anything reasonable about being exceptional. You have to be willing to do things that others won't. Not yeah. let someone. When when I was playing college golf, I was a. Sp- fresh or a senior when tiger woods was a freshman i was a freshman when phil mickelson was a senior and at that time the tour there weren't that many guys winning multiple times a little bit like it is now on the tour they talk about how hard it is to dominate the tour now well they were talking Mm. the same way when i was in college well my coach was telling us It's coming. Someone is going to come out there to win the Grand Slam. All you have to do is win four tournaments. That's been done before. (laughs) It it just has to be these particular tournaments. Well, sure enough, along comes Tiger Woods, and he made us all take that for granted. Someone winning four times, five times, six times, six in a row. You know, they used to talk about Tiger winning the Grand Slam, and in essence, he really did. He won four majors in a row. Yeah, exactly. And guess what happened along the way? VJ Singh drafted off of him and was winning four times. And Phil Mickelson and Ernie L, you know, guys were drafting off of him because he made it acceptable to do that. So I think that's a good example of the culture around here is believing yeah. that you can do anything. And then to have the resources uh, for Chris Ventura and Victor, and this is a thing that I loved out of both of them, they talked about not having... You know, they couldn't point to PGA Tour players from Norway to gain advice from or, no. you know, um, well, here at Oklahoma State, we had a lot of guys to look <laughs> yeah. on for advice. And, and I'll tell our guys that I played the PGA Tour, but I sucked on the PGA Tour. You know, but, <laughs> you know, I so I tell them there's a lot of things. And Victor was no different. There were it was going to take him a while to do something that I was just blessed. Personally, I had experience. They were going to have to achieve something pretty good that I hadn't done either in college or at some level um, personally. And then, and and I would include uh, Coach Dar as well. Um, Then you go to the experiences you have observing or being beside someone doing it. And then if our voice isn't getting it done, you've got Mike Holder or our tour players or a lot of different voices to... At least be able to relate. Not that we have all the answers, but you can relate to. Yes, I've seen that before. I understand what you're feeling, and it, it's really empowering to be in an environment like that. Yeah. No different than in many Olympic sports in Norway. You know, <laughs> if you're going to be a ski jumper or ice hockey or different things, I would think. Oh my gosh, there's a new number of resources, and there's a Norwegian yeah. player, Christian uh, Johansson, his dad, yeah. when we recruited him a little bit, his dad explained it to me because really without me having to explain Oklahoma State, he understood because he told me that he used to be a ski jumping coach. Yeah,
4: that's and he right. Talked,
1: he talked about the culture in Norway, and he said it's in the walls, and I think that's the best way for us to describe golf at Oklahoma State. There is yeah. no sport that is any more important at our university than golf. It's yeah. in the walls and christopher and victor both have referenced that to me the benefit of that and both of them while they're in school as young players of you know 18 to 22 year olds talked about how they want to be that for the next generation of norwegian golfers um that they you know they showed that it is possible to get out there and be you know actually play the PJ tour and stay on the PJ tour and win on the Corn Ferry tour and those things and that's an amazing place to hear a kid recognize and want to give back in that way so yeah i feel fortunate to i mean how blessed was oklahoma state to have two guys with that kind of character to recognize and really want that i've never heard an american player say that you know with you get uh you know, that's a that's a unique uh, perspective for a kid that's coming from a place that that to be able to to dream like that. And I hope that we played a part in that. But uh, they're awesome kids in that way. They both recognize that responsibility. And I'm excited to watch their growth as they give back to Norwegian golf, as well as just giving to golf all around the world. I mean, Victor's got fans from everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, he does. Especially in Norway. Uh, when Chris, Chris has as well,
4: but you mentioned those two guys, and they had they had quite a different start to the PGA Tour. We were over at Greenbrier in September and watching Victor full of confidence, and, and Chris was struggling with his game and didn't really feel comfortable in any way, and now he's managed to turn it a little bit around at the end of the season, and he's going to take some positive feelings uh, going into next season. You've seen them for several years together, and separately what what do you feel is is the biggest difference between between Chris and Victor?
1: I think it's the the confidence level um, and, and just the amount of this getting comfortable i I've, I've been really pleased um, with Chris's development and the maturity he showed in all the adversity that he had to overcome right at the beginning of his professional career yeah and one of the things that I've talked to him all along, all of our guys, is you can take a comfort and a relaxation in these things you want to do in professional golf because if you just get good enough, they can't keep you out. Tour school is not hard. If you, you can choose to make it hard if you want to put too much importance on that one week, but if you're just good enough in golf, they can't keep you out. If you don't get your tour card, if you're good enough, you can always Monday qualify because the guys, one of the things I tell them about tour school or in the Monday qualifier, at tour school, you two guys are educated enough. Who do you have to beat at tour school? You guys answer that for me. Who do you have to beat? Yourself. Well, do you beat guys (laughs) that are on the PGA Tour?
4: Yeah, that's that's
1: right. If you want to stay on the PGA Tour, you have to beat the guys on the PGA Tour. Well, the guys Mm. at tour school, they're not on the PGA Tour. They might have been on the tour. And and I'm in no way saying that it's easy. But if you just take that comfort in, I just got to get better. If I don't make it, that just means I'm not ready. But or it may just be you had a bad week and you can use Jordan Spieth as an example. He didn't make it through the tour school. He missed at the second stage.
0: Yeah. but then he went
1: out and he got a few sponsors exemptions and he qualified and he played his way right onto the tour. So I was really pleased. Chris had heard that message from us for four years and then he makes it there to the finals has, you know, his appendix bursts just a couple of weeks before. So tour school doesn't go like he wants it to, but he's at least got status. Then he's not getting into events then he finally gets into an event and finishes third, which should get him in the next week. He goes through some of the stupid rules they have on the PJ Tour. And it, <laughs> didn't, it didn't, I don't know if you guys know that story, but a top 25 gets you into the next week. But they are supposed to ask you if you're going to play if you haven't committed to the event. Well, they never asked him, and he didn't know the rules. So even though he finished third, it didn't get him into the next tournament. Until they reshuffled, and then he got in and he ended up winning twice. So he <laughs> overcame that adversity. He was mature enough to do that. But now you go, he had played a couple of tour events and hadn't had success. He got comfortable on the Corn Ferry Tour and is a winner. And you've seen that the second time around that he's played these tour events, he played Las Vegas for the second time, was more comfortable, made the cut, was on the outside of being in contention. He played Puerto Rico for the second time. Played better, so it's just for whatever reason, uh, when Chris gets comfortable out there, I think he'll start winning, and that's what he did on that. He's a winner. When he got in contention in college, he won. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. but I just he's a guy that it just takes him a little bit longer to get comfortable for whatever reason, and Mm -hmm. uh, but and I love and I expect him to take advantage of. The fact that with COVID nineteen they changed the you know requirements, so what a blessing he got. He got to redshirt basically on the PGA Tour, couldn't yeah. lose his, couldn't lose his card, but he gained that experience. So yeah, exactly, and he and I have continued to talk. And the and the kid that I hear talking now, um, I think he made a little bit of a mistake um, after maybe the fall season. He saw his stats, and I think he went to making some changes that. It, it's just really hard to do, or hard not to do, when you see yourself not having the success. I really think with him, the biggest thing is just to get comfortable, still find your identity on the PGA Tour, where yeah. he had found it on the Corn Ferry, and um, I think he's going to do great, because he's going to, he gets this next year, uh, starting in Napa, and he already knows what he's doing, yeah. you know, it's it's... Yeah. And I would expect him to be much comfortable, much more comfortable and have a very good year. His skill set is there and his game is there. he's just got to get comfortable is what I see.
2: for sure, we hope we hope he can uh, find the comfort zone uh, next season he he already seems to be way a good uh, i mean a bit on his way compared to to earlier. but uh, victor, uh, that's another story. Uh, He's uh, right now just inside the top 30 uh, in the FedEx Cup. And he's now heading to his first playoffs. Wh- uh, what do you expect from him? Uh, and how possible is it, ex- uh, especially for us Norwegians, hopefully, uh, that he uh, gets to play all uh, three tournaments?
1: I think he will. I mean, he's been so consistent. If he'll just show up and be himself, which I expect him to do, um he spent the week off here in Stillwater. Um, I was actually caddying for one of our guys at the USM, but had traded messages with with Victor while we were there, and he seemed to be working pretty hard. Um, so I expect him to continue to do um, what he's been doing, which is just, I mean, he's gotten himself either on the in contention or just outside. He needs to figure out how to get off to a little better start each week because he's a hell of a closer his final rounds have been amazing. So, um, you know, I expect him to be in the tour championship and hopefully he can get a hot putter for one of these weeks and, um, and close one of these out. But I would be very surprised if he's not in Atlanta at, uh, at East Lake and he's at least been to East Lake before we played a college event there, a match play uh, tournament. So he's seen the golf course before. So that'll be nice for a, Rookie at the tour championship to at least have a few rounds under his belt on the golf board
2: Perfect, Uh, so we have uh, To round it off a couple of questions from our uh, Twitter followers for you. Okay, Uh, the first one um, Is um, in the three years that uh, you worked uh, that he went to OSU What areas did he improve the most and what changes do you notice about him uh, one year after he's turned pro in his game?
1: Yeah, the biggest improvement he made was he made some a little bit of adjustments in his his, uh, golf swing that made it easier for him to get the ball in the air. And that allowed him to make better decisions on the golf course. It allowed him more uh, versatility in his shots. Um, His freshman year he would almost always go with the hard swing. You know, if it was between an eight and a nine, he had the ability to off-speed the eight iron, but it would come in low, so he would always be fearful of that if we were playing anywhere where the greens were firm. So he would end up hitting the hard nine. When he got to where he could get the ball in the air a little bit easier, um, that made a big difference. Uh, Prior to that, he improved. He actually recognized how he was too emotional Um, He would get too angry um, and carry that over. At first, he was stubborn and wouldn't admit that it affected his play. Uh, But we didn't accept that um, and (laughs) continued to work on that. And he realized that, um, you know, so that was a change. And then the ability to get the ball in the air, um, I think that really helped him. And then I think just the competition every day. You know, on our championship team, we already have three guys off of that team on the PGA Tour. So he was playing with PGA Tour caliber players every single day. And um, I think that really sharpened his skills. And then obviously he was in a leadership role in that because he beat our guys most of the time, certainly in his last year. Um, So that's where I've seen him improve on the PGA Tour. I I pretty much see... um, the same thing he's come back to us and some things that he might've bucked us in college. He realizes that we knew what we were talking about, whether that's players that don't look like much that are really good. Not everybody's a superstar. Not everyone's impressive. Um, one, we told him kind of where he stacked up ball striking wise. And I think that we added credibility cause he's come back and, and realizes that, um, And I'm going to say he's become a little bit better short iron player um, by necessity. Um, So I think he's matured a lot in in just recognizing some of those things that the two old, you know, has-been coaches that that he had might have known what they were talking about on things that he's lived out out there on the tour.
4: Do you think he will, uh, we've seen like Ventura and Chris and a lot of other players has moved to Florida to get close to other players and to, to like be able to play and compete with those kind of big stars every day. Do you think uh, Victor will stay in uh, in Oklahoma, or do you think he will uh, move move down to Florida or Well, I, I where certainly there's more hope
1: I hope that he'll stay in Oklahoma. Mostly yeah. because and, and the reason he did stay is he was smart in recognizing at least what he said. But I completely agree. Um, and obviously I can't be unbiased. So, but I try, to, <laughs> um, is, you know, he said there's been enough changes in my life. I really don't want to change anything else. And he likes it here. People treat him good. He's comfortable. Very you know, point. he, he doesn't have a lot of hobbies. So life is pretty simple here. And yeah. I think he's happy and he has friends here. Um, I know that's one of the adjustments Chris Ventura has had to make is again, yeah. making friends. Cause yes, there's a bunch of former osu golfers but um again everybody has their own life and when you go away from the course you know you want to be happy i think chris likes it there but Vic, victor's bought a house here and he recognized that yeah. you know what this has been an environment where i've been successful so i'm not going to mess with success and that's been amazing for us for our current yeah. team to have one of the best players in the world be willing to play golf with them and hang out with them and um you know build a real friendship i think that's going to continue to help him and it's certainly going to help us so i'm rooting for him to stay here but <laughs> I, i've i've told he and chris that eventually they'll end up wherever their wife tells them or they're gonna leave.
2: yeah you're probably right But us <laughs> yeah. he stays until he gets old then
1: <laughs> yeah, we're trying to find a girl for him here.
3: You know? <laughs> That's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, Alna. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. And um, we wish you all the best. We hope uh, Victor can top off an already amazing season, at least for uh, from us here at home uh, in the playoffs. And I uh, also hope that Chris uh, continues to... Um, improve and, uh, that we one day can have them both, uh, in the top rankings in the world. That will be, that would be something.
1: Yeah, I would, I'm rooting for the same thing. I'm honored <laughs> that you guys had me on and I'd love to see those two guys as the Olympic team, uh, for Norway and, and to see them oh, cool. win a gold medal. I think that would be amazing. Um, I love those guys and would do anything for them. And, uh, Anytime you guys want to have me on, like I say, I'm honored that you guys allowed me to come and and enjoy a conversation.
2: Thank you, Alan. Pleasure. Thank you, Alan.
1: Okay. You guys take care. Cheers. Bye. You too. Bye.
0: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen Det var
2: Allen Bratton, uh, Viktors Victors tränare från college, det är mycket intressant därifrån och dejlig ly det det som kommer att ske de nästa tre ukorna. Um, hvis vi ska bevega oss lite veck från Victor Marius och uh, över på uh, ja, men kan vel ikke vara så att han är er ju favoritten uh, ja. favoritne för den turneringen, men hvis vi ska se på favoritskikte. när det gäller Northern Trust, eh vilka namn er det så dukat upp i i ditt huvud när man snakker potentiella vinnare där? I spåkgula menar du? I Excel I
4: Excel-dokumentet, <laughs> nej ja. uh, alltså det är ju uh, low scoring bana historiskt sett. De vände ju tillbaka till en väldigt känd bane på på turen, vart som har arrangerat uh, masse PGA tour training för den Deutsche Bank Championship som Tiger dominerade och så Dell Technologies har också varit där så välkänt bandet många kommer till att känna igen när de ser den på TV. normalt sett en par tre bana som de gör om till par 71. De spelar någon par 5 eller par 4:or men alltid varit uh, lave låga runt 17 och en halv i, I snitt. Uh, så det betyder ju att man kanske ser till en del uh, spilleren med med et stort spel. da om et stort spil så mener jeg jo mere længder og, og uh, muligheden til å, på gå ud til smadre banen. det er kanske jeg ikke så bra for Viktor signel måske faktisk skal jeg lidt ærlig så tror jeg kanske jeg ikke det er så bra for hans med en banne som som han han ville på måt at ha mer mer nytte av en Eastleg banne på på sidste uge så jeg tror uh, man må se til uh, spillere som McIlroy Vill poppe upp først i mitt hodet. Vunnet der to ganger tidligere. Så vidt jeg har klart å få med mig, så er han den med mest innspilte pengar i den turneringen någonsin. Det er ganske imponerende med tanke på taget Tiger har varit fryktelig dominerende her, selv om bara er en seier. Bryson, hulken, vil komme til å i en eller form så kommer han til å prege den turneringen der. Det, det er ganske jobbvist om om det blir eller team cup moments eller om det blir eh, blir i toppen av leaderbordet det, det er en enställ att se men att han kan dra fördel av längden ut på typisk i bossen det är er ganska sikkert. Och så har du såna spillere som som Morica har och Justin Thomas har der før, alle dessa här är er standard. Ja, vad ska man se? Si? De är er standard inventarer av toppplaceringarna verkligen som det all de är er så de har så högt bunjeåt innan allt är er med uppe i närheten i alla fall. Så jeg er litt spent på på en del sådan formspillere, Jason Day, Sander Shuffle og Tony Fina og en del av disse formspillere etter pausen, som har presterat foran bra i de ukene, men ikke endda klart är er, er det de som är er det typer som træer Och også tre spillere med bra längder och. som burde kunne gå ut og gå lavt da, over fire dagar. Så ja, det er normalt sett veldig underholdende turneringer til på den banen eh uh, action och låga scorrar och 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 mycket action ja. Så det det låver då.
2: Det låver väldigt gott. Um, men kan du bara chatt ta på tampen för med går inn i i var fast faste spalter så kan man ta med at, uh, det er vel, det kanske inte där som uh, känner till uh, hvordan Dan skulle det vil komme en sak på Erosport.no som forklarer lite mer i detalj men uh, hvis du Marius bare sånn kjapt og enkelt bare kan förklara altså det er tre turneringer dette, det funkar ja. ikke helt sånn som så de normale turneringene på PGA-turen og så är uh, er ju Victor Hovland uh, akkurat nå i en position, där han uh, uh, kan spille alle tre turneringene mm. uh, hvorfor kan han det? jo, det har ju varit fire turneringer
4: før i playoffs. Nå er det tre. Så det betyder at de 125 bästa nå, de er kvalifisert for runde nummer 1, som da inne på torsdag. Det är er en vanlig turnering i form av at det er en køtt halvveis etter to runder. Og så efter turneringen er ferdig spilt, så er det de 70 bästa på Fedrikshjem køp som beveger sig videre til neste uke. Og poengene da, tilsvarer en vanlig FedEx Cup aggregator turnering och så gånger de med 3. Så hvis du får 500 poäng för att vinna en vanlig turnering så får du 1500 poäng för att vinna en playoff turnering. Så en spelare som är er gott stycke ned på listen kan avancer man kommer troligtvis avancera väldigt väldigt mycket när man ska klara och vinna en turnering och det har man sett till det som spelare som Horschel och sånt som har kommit från långt ner på listan och ändå på vinna FedEx Cupen. så det är er liksom de två första och så är er det de 30 bästa som har er kvalificerat för den sista uken. Tour Championship, och där gjorde de om formatet i fjor. Tidligere så har det jo at man har gått in i en ny turnering på samme måte som de to første. Nå er det da et skåringssystem som, som gör att den som leder turneringen in før siste turnering på Tour Championship, går starter da med en score på tionde par. Og så går det gradvis nedover, så den som är er nummer to starter lik bak, og så tre starter bak der helt ner till spelernummer 26 30 som startar på par 10 slag bak han som går in och det är er ju för att det ska vara en poäng det ska vara en fördel och ha gjort det bra fram till så du ska ha ett försprång in i sista turneringen och poäng får är er för att försöka skapa stämning och när skapar spänning så länge som möjligt och poäng tre är er att vinnaren till slut är er den som ska gå stika gå med hela grejen så jag på klart så är er det så topp 125 första topp 70 kvalifiserer til neste, topp 30 kvalifiserer til Tour Championship, og så er det bare å følge med på den AirBusport.no-artiklen, og ha den oppe på webbrowseren når du ser på FedExCup, så kan du da få med dig de ulike detaljene der.
2: Det kan du. Uh, Viktor Hovland er jo akkurat i skrivende, hold på snacken si snakkende stund, nummer 28 uh, ja. på FedExCup-renkingen. Det betyder, ju at hvis uh, hvis det hade vart status quo, quo uh, de nästa to veckorna så är er ju Viktor inne då uh, till denna tour championship som är er avslutande den avslutande turneringen um, ja, men da hadde han hade varit
4: inne och sa at han startet, Justin Thomas som ledde starta på 10:e par og Viktor 26 30 startade på par tio slag bak Justin Thomas
2: um, Jag har ett spörsmål i ett skräck potentiellt skräckscenario. Är er det möjligt att Viktor håller landet utanför topp 70? Det tror jag faktiskt ikke. Nei. det enda är att man kan lägga skott om kvällen i Helgor utan å... Ja,
4: jag får bruka min ingen grund til bekymring-sättning där. Jeg jag tror vi kan med stor sikkerhet belaga oss på to uker med med Viktor. Fördelen På turnering 2 er det ikke noe køtt på turnering nummer 2. Det er det på turnering 1. Så på turnering 2 så spiller alle de 70. Så där vil han noensett få med poäng poeng derfra. Ulempen er hvis han gör det svagt, og en del av spillerne bak han gjør det bra, så er det jo mer poeng da. Så ikke som vi snakket om i sted, det er tre ganger så mye poäng som en vanlig turnering, og da vil han jo kunne miste flere plasser. Men vi må också også huske på at han kommer til att få skaffa skaffe seg poeng gjennom de to første ukene, og da Og da håper vi og tror vi at han skal være godt placeret på en 28-plass, og ikke tape, ikke tape de 40, over 40-plassene 40 han må da for att rykke ut uh, utenfor topp 70.
2: Ja, Det er godt og betryggende å høre. Uh, med det. det er minst to uker, og så blir det forhåpentligvis tre. Uh, ja. gjør, han det, gjør han en god figur i, I hjertet fall en av de to, så er jo mulighetene for det. Ja, ja absolut. Strålende, da er det klart for ukens birdie og ukens bogey. men mm. har jo det samme bogey innfemme ut For en gang skyld så med vi presentert meg, jeg, den var hverandre, og det synes bare du kan ta i den, Arus. Den er jo ganske, ja. både hos oss og sikkert hos de har fulgt litt med.
4: Ja, den var ikke som F-, F, vi følte jo begge at vi hade den der, for det... Av alle ting som har skjedd i golfen, så är er det svært få ting som kan matche. det er jo ikke ukens bogie. Det er jo nesten golfhistoriens største av denne Caddyn da. I USA-amateur Brant Brew tror jeg er klart att plukke opp at navnet hans var, hvis jeg hørte riktig på Golf Channel. till til Segundo Olivo Pinto. Fantastisk finne navnet. Under US amateurs åttendelsfinale, så är er han altså, han er leda han har varit ned i i löp av de 17 för han har leda eller varit likt men leda och varit föran nästan hela vägen så är er de likt upp sista hullet och han andra slår en lite kort vänstergrinn och Pinto slår ner i bunkeren Det ligger egentligen bättre än motståndaren i bunkeren där. Och gör sig klar till att slå och så finner han caddy på att han går ned ned i bunkeren och börjar att graffsa i sanden och känna på sanden för att ja, det är er bara han som kan förklara hur gör det. Og det er jo, som kjent, ikke lov, og så er det sånn at uh, gjør du det et slagspill, så får du straffeslag.
2: nu blev du diskonnectet, så det må du si på ny. Åja. Ah, etter, etter graf seg i sammen. Åja.
4: Ah, uh, etter, ja, hva sa jeg, han graf seg i sammen?
2: Ja, han finner på, du kan begynne med, også når han skal til å slå, så finner han hva din på, kan du kan begynne med.
4: Ja, og når, han, når Pinto da skal ni og, og slå, så, så bestemmer Caddyn seg for att sätta sig på huk i bunkeren, og grafse litt rundt, og kjenne litt på forholdene nede i, ned I sanda, det er jo overhodet lov. Uh, I slagspill ville det vært to straffeslag, men i matchspil så er den uh, regelen krystallklar, det er tap hull. Så da taper jo <laughs> Pinto, hullet og matchen, på grunden av at Kedin går og grafser i bunkeren, og det er... Uh, I tillegg prøver han å nekte for det efterpå Han Pinto Argentina forsvarer seg jo helt fantastisk ved å si liksom at ja, det er ikke noe jeg får gjort med det nå på en måte. Det hjelper ikke at jeg kjeller ut han eller vannet jeg gjør. De reglene er solfraere, så kan man si at de kanskje ikke burde være det, for det har ikke noe betydning for slagans hans at han caddien er nede og kjenner, men reglene er klokkeklar og det finnes jo egentlig ikke nok bugger i verden å gi til han godeste Brent Blue. Det er lokalkaddy som burde vite mer enn det. Altså, hvis du er lokalkaddy og går du caddy som som jobb så ska du vita såna ting, så det er, nej åh vont i magen assa måste se sånne ting att en kan ödelägga för en för ja en så stor dröm då alltså när Johan han han... han som pinto taper för ändå på vinna hela grejen uh, så ja den er, den var ganska kristallklar så kämpebugge
2: kämpebugge är ni med där uh, min buddy den går till uh... Luke Willett en mm. uh, PGA proff som uh, förra vecka genomförde the the 3 Ws challenge. Okej. Okay. Visste du kände till den? Nej. Nej. Den den går då ut på att spela tre olika banor i Surrey uh, i England. Um, på så kort tid som mulig med så oh, ja. god score som mulig Stemmer, jeg så den ja. Luke Willett han uh, satt da ny rekord uh, jeg vet ikke helt hvordan den uh, formeln de regner ut for att score kontra uh, tid, men det er i hvert fall begge faktorer å spille inn, da uh, ja. og Luke Willett han spilte da disse 54 hullene uh, jeg må bare att at dette inkluderer da å springe baner Du får ikke bruke transport. Han spilte da 54 hull med skårene rundeskårene 75, 81 og 77 Få den nette tid av 2 timer og 47 minutter. Det er ganske sinnssykt. Ja, det er imponerende.
4: Altså, de fleste PGA-tuproner klarer jo seg ut å komme seg gjennom 10 hull på 2 timer og 47 minutter. Så
2: det... Ja, det var imponerende. Det, er, det er, jeg, jeg, jeg måtte dobbelt og triplesjekke det Når jeg så det Men nej, det, det var rett og slett uh, korrekt info Og uh, jeg må bare se på det bilde. Jeg ser uh, Hvor dette her står da Så ser du altså at han Luke Willett Han jogger ikke bare Han sprintet Med en meget uh, Spinkel golfbag Som man bare holder i hånda Så her har det gått fort i svingene Og ja tre banor på under tre timmar med tre ganska respektabla score det ja nej det är er en solklar birdie for mig.
4: Ja ja, det stöter den. Uh, den kunde den kan jag dela er selvfølgelig helt henne birdie. Uh, men jag tror jag tror faktiskt jag klarar högen. Okay. Jag tror jag klarer högen och det är er, jag tänker när du först möter upp i en, en US Kids event med faren din som caddy. Uh, og och faren din Er den bedste gåfærdi i noget tid med. Take Så er så, så har du ganske meget press på dig.
2: Uh, eh, du er du er bare brudt indå. Jeg gjorde fejl ind info, forresten. Hvad er hvad der? Han var så ked af at han i helgen det var denne helgen.
4: Ja ja. Det er. Hvad hva mener du nå? Men han skød
2: du seks uger det var fald i helgen han gjorde. hovedet. Hvem da? Han søm. Han gik tre under for elg. Åh oh, ja. Ja men det var ju du skrev ju ett land till mig på Facebook sant? Ja. Och så skrev okay. jag att jag farer över på backen men det var inte den turneringen var på backen.
4: Men jag har jo den på jag
2: lagrade den ju på Twitter. Okej. Okay. Ja ja, det kan gott vara men jag jag huskar i alla fall det att jag skrev till dig att Tigerberg på backen att se till dig. Och det ja. var han inte. Jo där är er, er den, hur du är
4: er bilder av det,
2: hur han har lagt ut bilder av. Okej, okay, okej. Okay. Nej men då tar du det. Det är bara en så not mis för information eh våra kamera där er den uh, ja Ja nej men då talade Gud då har man det på det där Ja jag si,
4: kan se si jag kan se det att det är er inte helt det är er inte 100 bekräftat tidspunkt och sted. Eh, men uh, kör
2: på.
4: Men skå men skårkort och Ja för det är er inte den där, den som var tidigare, vet du, den med svingen alltså. Nej, den har jag
2: sett själv, men uh, nej,
4: kör på. Last weekend sitt från en dag, ja uh, yeah. så so last weekend Tiger was playing in the PGA Championship, this weekend he caddied for Charlie. så so denna helga här när det var Windham så so han gått caddy för Charlie. nä men sjuk på, ok ja då kör jag, då på jag ta nytta. Uh, ja jag är er enig att det är er en bra börja på denne Mister Willet, men jeg, jeg tror faktisk jeg, jeg ser den og prøv mig på en høyning, så får du så får du se om du kaller bluffen eller om det er en om der er en legitime høyning, men den bluffen er allerede blevet kaldt. <laughs> Når du møter op da i en US Kids Event med papa i en caddy, så, så er det ikke så ofte at pappa er tidenes bedste golfspiller og heter Tiger Woods. Så du møter jo på en med all pest på dine skulder, alle ser på dig och forventer att du skal levere. Og lille Charlie Woods da, han är er jo ikke så väldigt mye dårligere enn faren sin i golf. så han får uke under Wyndham Championship. Vi kan ikke, altså det, er det ryktene tilsier, eller bilder och alt viser at det ska vara under Wyndham Championship, så får du ta mycket med om det ikke stemmer, men vi har bilder og vi har skårkortet till Charlie Woods i denne US Kids-turneringen, og det viser prikkfri ny hull, seks par, tre burdees. Lett seier med fem slag. <laughs> med taget på baggen. Det er så rått, det er så fett det. Og det er så sykt, og det er jo bare gull at man plukker det upp uh, på, på sociala medier. Og... Tänk hvis Charlie Woods blir en bra golfspiller, så vil liksom Woods-familien ha dominert golfen i sånn se 67 år tillsammans. Så Charlie Woods jo, får ju mig för i solen klart.
2: Min birthday den den uken här. Ja, nej du vant ändå och jag den bluffen den gick igen. Så ska du ha. Att det är er ju helt det är er helt nydligt. Um, the second Coming där alltså. Det är er, Ja. Det är er er meant to be. Ja, det är er nästan lite meant to be. Det är er
4: skumt. Det är er nästan lite meant to be
2: men to be det beror det att en av oss ska träffa på wafflekonkuren uke. eh, den uken. Eh enorm där sist för den lite som left infravänster där med Billy Horschel som eh, hade alla til att ta det hem men eh, hande då ett slag bark eh, godeste och så välger vi Paul Casey som eh, ja etter en god start hamnade lite på blev väl som topp 20 ish. Så ja, det
4: er Er spelat. Ja,
2: jag tror uh, det. Men er nu, det gäller. Till nu den säsongen har varit bara träning och bara tull. Så nu, nu börjar man att snakka. Och i löp om vi ska i löp om vi ska om igen åt de playoffs, så det ska vara ett långt, lite mer uh, en väffle. Är ju gott det, alltså. Uh,
4: ja, ja, feel free hvis du följer där er nu vis du visst er, har någon pekt.
2: på att nej men jag ska komma tillbaka till det med med nej varför lägger åt det. Men så på. Ja. Uh, eh vill ha din uh, eh vill ha din först. Ja,
4: när när øh. åh. säger en ting, magen säger en ting och hodet säger en ting. Vilken skam man följa? Magen dräcks ju liksom varför då då täcker då är det då måste jag ta Wepsinsen i säger mellanboll. Webbkinsen är er en person som har gett mig en waffle så jag må då måste jag stå på han men jag har inte helt tro på han på sån low scoring bana. Hode hjärte säger hode säger Rory McIlroy. Och hjärte sier Tony Finau. Självklart säger hjärte Tony Finau, det är ju mitt och. Ja, så därför tar jag Tony Finau. Åh oh, herregud. Jag måste ta Finau för han må vinna förr eller senare. Det var men det måste ske. Jag kan inte gå 20 år till och inte vinna. Så han har ju allt för många topp 10 placeringar och tappat i play och blev nummer 4 pa PGA PJ2 nej på jo på nummer 4 sist gång i Boston. Uh, eh turneringar har han gått med i 10 under par I år. Så det visar i alla fall att han kan gå lagt. Väldigt läft, och så slår han ju om det är er en som kan slå Matchie Bryson i Lindby så är er det faktiskt fint Så jeg är stolte på giganten fra Lake City.
1: Ja.
3: Get Slå ready den. <laughs> for at sålde eksister. Ja. Stolte
2: på. på. Så hvad kan si. Heartbreak. Ja, ja. jeg forbedrer mig til Jeg mig på det motsatte. Ja. Ja, jeg, 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 jeg må en som det er han du nettopp nevnte, som er i stand til å filleriste banene med Silje Legder, og det, jeg må bare rett og slett velge Bryson. Åh, oh, du gir deg ikke på Bryson, du? Nei, jeg gir deg ikke på Bryson, og jeg, hadde, jeg har en magefølelse på Bryson da før, men etter å ha mig meg litt opp på diverse ting, så har jeg faktisk en enda bedre følelse på Bryson. Ja,
4: ja. Det... Regjerende
2: mester på Northern Trust, han baner lavt skårende, um, han, han er jo en av de neste på den banen Ja, på den banen Nei, jeg uh, Jeg må bare ta Bryson det, ja. det, jeg, jeg, det som er med Bryson er at, uh, En ting er jo å velge Bryson Men jeg synes også det er litt kult Hvis han vinner og det er liksom, Jeg kan jeg kan si Patrick Cantley Men jeg kommer ikke til å at han vinner Bryson så faktisk håper jeg at han vinner Hvis han er der oppe Og hvis Victor ikke er der, så føler jeg
4: Ja, jeg klandrede ikke på alge, jeg klandrede ikke på endde.
2: Så som så er det, um, da er det altså Federsky Playoffs uh, på torsdag fra med torsdag. Sænken um, start 23 i Norge med studio med Dagmarus med Kasper Schelbred og uh, formentligvis en kul gæst. Jeg, jeg glæder mig vældig og jeg tror, uh, jeg har en lille uh, en god følelse på Victor uh, allerede den første uge her, så får man se.
4: Sørg da.